Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 28th session of Guru Bodha. So, coming right into the topic, Hippocratic Oaths versus Charaka's Oath. This has been a raging discussion in India. I'm sure this, uh, you know, this debate is going to get into the Western world and all, all over the world, like who is better and whatnot. So, just to give a context for this topic, the undergraduate board of the National Medical Commission, that is for MBBS, the, the allopathy science undergraduation, uh, the board has reportedly decided to decided the Hippocratic Oath, which is an ethical code for fresh medical graduates that is believed to have been written by the ancient Greek physician Hippocrates, will be replaced by Charak Shapat or the our master Charakas. Oath or Shapat. Oath, Oath means Shapat. So Charak Shapat is an oath written by Maharishi Charaka and considered as father of Ayurveda. This uh, was announced just a couple of a week before and it has raised a storm of discussion on either side. Should we replace it, whether it is necessary and whatnot. So before we get into that, let's understand what is Hippocratic Oath and what is Charaka's Oath and how they compare with each other. Dr. M.C. Mishra, former director of All India Institute of Medical Science, he went on to say that I will go for Charak Shapat or Charaka's Oath and should be followed by all. Uh, all India Institute of Medical Science also follows Charak Shapat. So there is some words being made to the Charaka's uh, Oath even by the uh, allopathic doctors as well. Dr. Sahajanand Prasad Singh, President of Indian Medical Association, uh, while interacting with the media stated IMA, Indian Medical Association, will be holding a meeting on February 1920 on this as it is going to create a controversy amongst doctors. So Indian Medical Association has been very cautious about the Ayurveda and they worry that you know in, in some day Ayurveda might take over and they have uh, their own objections regarding this. So they're, they're saying that they're going to uh, hold a meeting and then take a call and then IMA opinion also got into the press saying that replacing Hippocratic Oath is unacceptable and attempt to mixopathy. Mixopathy is when Ayurveda is being mixed with allopathic practice and that, that is the fear and concern right by Indian Medical Association and Indian Medical Association is not a government body or it is not even the regulatory body which controls or which uh, governs uh, allopathy or you know modern science western science western medical science they are just a you know uh, non-governmental organization or an ngo but they are coming up with this strong opinion uh, stating that is unacceptable in this an attempt to mixopathy just changing the word might not be a mixopathy is my opinion then calling this move to be completely unacceptable ima has further termed it to be a blatant attempt uh, at introducing mixopathy Although IMA is hopeful to get this issue sorted after the discussion with Union Health Minister Mandavia, it has also expressed to take the course of democratic agitation if the problem persists. So clearly IMA is taking the opposite uh, uh, against stance on this. Next, Executive Committee or member of a Dental Council of India stated that the Shepherds will reflect our old ancient culture. Usually the Dental Councils and even uh, as far as I have seen the dentists 
doctors in India, they they are pretty open to Ayurveda, and so they are very very open to you know getting associated with our ancient culture. So it added Hippocratic oath being replaced by Charak Shapat will reflect our ancient culture. But Charak was Ayurveda Charya, whereas in terms of modern medicine, we follow allopathy, which reflects a predominantly English culture. In my view, Hippocratic oath and Charak Shapat both should be practiced uh, during a white coat ceremony. Next, an AIMS doctor, All India Institute of Medical Science doctor noted that Charak Shapat is very similar to the Hippocratic Oath in terms of basic medical ethics. Both are a way to introduce newly joined medical students to medical ethics. Uh, the Hippocratic Oath is, uh, can be considered as a concise version, while as Charak Shapat is a detailed version. So, and before we get into what actually is written in Tarak's oath and Hippocratic oath, I would like to take uh, Gurudev sir's opinion regarding this, and ju just to have like an open discussion and uh, you know your starting remarks on this whole controversy. Sir. See, there are a certain uh, set of people in India. Whatever the government comes with any modification or any notification, anything, just they they want to curtail it or stop it or something like that. And they have a mindset that they feel that it is in uh, somewhere in the Western uh, philosophy or Westernized approaches and they don't want to mix it with the traditional Indian culture and Indian uh, heritage or something like that, which they feel that it is uh, totally an absurd and it is outdated. So because of these mentality and it's a clash of uh, different set of people, and they feel that there is a fear that it is a initial methods of the government to bring in an amalgamation or, um, or integration of the courses and all those things in future. Keeping in mind those things and they have introduced the first Charak Shapad, then tomorrow they may introduce yoga and Sumara, then they introduce some Ayurveda course. Then totally they will say it's only we will have one medical uh, course which contains all the creamy things will all the different type of things and it will be introduced as a national integrated course so something like that they have a fear to overcome that they always have a saying that and they want to show their importance that's the reason they always make an absurd comment and before that because government has just announced i mean an ncim has just announced that they are going to replace the Hippocrates oath with the Charaks Shapat. They didn't give you the clear picture of what exactly, how much and what, how many shlokas or how many, how it will be translated and how much portion should be given and accepted as a oath and how it should be uh, teach to the young students who have approaches the medical schools. So it's totally an absurd and a very um, premature comment from the IMA that they are going to oppose it in a democratic way. Let them oppose, the government will take its role to play. This just replacing with another and considering it as a way of uh, you know, changing the whole of the, you know, whole of the syllabus into a misopathy or encouraging misopathy, that looks a little bit uh, overstretched. Instead of that, IMA should have taken both the votes into consideration and said it would have made a comparison and put forth their argument, which would have been more a scientific way of dealing with things. Definitely. See, in Charak's vote, which has been quoted saying that, which may be lucrative and right from the point of those days. For example, it says that a medical student or a shishya should grow the beard and the mustaches and all those things 
and do all see this type of thing certain explanations are there that may not be that that may not be required in present context so it should be uh, taken care of so definitely the government uh, before coming out with a final uh, version they will take a call that uh, what should be done and how it should be done what portion should be uh, suggested as a oath everything so it take its own time uh, let's see and uh, we'll be hopeful that a uh, very appropriate and convenient uh, portion is taken care of and used as a oath and uh, of course it should represent our uh, indian culture it, it is not like the hippocratic oath which was taken uh, you know many centuries before is being considered as it is even the hippocratic oath is chopped and cropped to make it more suitable to the current scenario the current medical oath the hippocratic oath that is being taken is also a modified version so of course acharya charaka when he wrote the uh, hippocratic oath which will uh, come to that in a minute of course that is, that was very relevant in that ages and times uh, 2000 3000 years before to make it more relevant to this age and times of course it, it will be uh, it, it will be corrected hippocratic oath itself is you know refined and you know uh, and modified the, to the current times so there should not be a problem if if, if charakas is also modified and accepted sir definitely such efforts will be made and something like that will be done but unfortunate thing is that even though it is not at been implemented it just as said and a program has to be even checked out ima is showing a resistance it is a very clear from that point of it that ima just want to make or maintain its superiority in the medical field in india they don't want to that everybody should come and we should have give a very good health services to the people they don't want to do it they just want to keep their supremacy alive so that is the thing which is happening and uh, moreover promptly you just touch our heart and say that how many of us are following hippocratic's oath in our practice we know that how much commercialization has taken place how much violation and deviation from the oath has been done then instead of uh, hippocrates oath if charaka's oath comes in the place then all, are you going to change it totally it's a big question mark unnecessary things they are uh, highlighting it and it is uh, unwarranted totally and allopathy i mean the the whole of the science might have taken its origin in the western uh, western countries and might have come to india and all that but at the end of the day the medical science that is allopathy which might have arise from you know many in different country so at the end of the day the medical science is to is to serve us the indians so we have to take our indian culture from our indian roots into consideration more we total indian community connects with our indian roots more will be our confidence and that that gives more uh, confidence to a new mbbs uh, graduate or a student uh, to serve more indian people Ult- ultimately though the science has come from the west we are not living in the western world we live in here in india so we should be connected to our roots and Uh, probably switching to charaka's oath will be a big step big positive step to connect to our roots definitely see that should be done slowly we need to bring in this this is the, what happened because of the uh, 70 years of after independence there is a one or two generations they have been deprived of what is reality so that reality missing and the way they have been brought up they are not ready to accept that these are the right things and which is a missed link in our history and uh, we should know our roots so they don't want to accept it 
that's why many a times they feel that they are westernized and their roots are somewhere in the in the western culture and all those things so such type of mentality people are sitting in the higher levels of the authorities and something like that they try to bring in the such type of uh, things which is suitable to them but presently now the government is in a, in a different mindset and they want to bring it all indian heritages and culture to the limelight so that's the reason that these things are coming up just like how yoga has come up to the international level now charaka's oath is also being uh, highlighted some sooner or later even ayurveda will also going to reach to the different parts of the world and recently one of the ex president of uh, south african continent the asked kenyan i think asked the um, government to set up a ayurveda chair or ayurveda education system in our services in uh, kenya because uh, his daughter has uh, regained uh, her eyesight after taking ayurveda treatment in india so that is the reason there are certain things are there of course slowly the things are changing and people will accept that there is something beyond that even the westernized medicine there is something to take care of health akini leader gets, gets uh, his daughter treated by ayurveda and now he wants to get ayurveda into the in, into kenya so such a wonderful thing to happen so coming to the actual oaths and a uh, little bit of discussion just to uh, give more clarity this is how the actual hippocratic oath starts i swear by apollo physician and asclepius and hygeia and panacea and all the gods and goddesses Uh, making them my witness that i will fulfill according to my ability the judgment this oath and this covenant and it goes on and on i will apply dietetic measures for the benefit of the sick according to my ability and judgment i will keep them from harm and injustice so it, it, it goes on to hold my teacher in in this art equal to my own parents so respect to teacher is covered there i will use those dietary regimens Uh, which will benefit my patients so importance to diet is given in a more importance than the medicine itself and in what into whatsoever houses i enter i will enter to help the sick and i will abstain from all intentional wrong doings so ethical uh, points are coming up here now if i carry out this oath and break it not may i gain forever reputation among all men for my life and for my art but if i break it and forswear myself may the opposite befall on me so a very high ground of morality is taken uh, here but uh, it has been in some of the variants are the oath is not used as is and it has been modified so this is a modified version i swear to fulfill to the best of my ability and judgment this covenant and respect the hard won scientific gains of those physicians i in whose steps i walk and gladly share such knowledge as is mine with those who are to follow so scientific uh, evidence based medicine so that angle is coming up here i'll apply for the benefit of the sick uh, all measures uh, that are required avoiding those twin traps of over treatment and therapeutic nihilism so going moderate and taking the uh, medium approach not going overboard or not under treating that is coming up i'll remember that there is an art of medical uh, art of medicine as well as science and that warm sympathy and understanding uh, may outweigh the surgeon's knife or the chemist's drug so this is clearly modified and you know, some of the sentences are getting added but yeah this beautifully uh, covers both you know merges so the boundaries of art and science so it goes and on i'll respect the privacy of my patients 
and I will remember that I do not read a fever chart, a cancer's growth, by, but a sick human being. So we are not treating the disease, we are treating the whole human being. So humanity is getting highlighted here. I'll prevent disease whenever I can for prevention is preferable to cure. Uh, looks right off the Ayurvedic um, uh, textbooks. Uh, so if I do not violate my oath, may I enjoy the life and also say same things. So in Wikipedia, I got this 1989 survey of 126 US medical schools, only three of them reported use of the original oaths, while 33 used the Declaration of Geneva, 67 used a modified Hippocratic oath, four used oath of uh, Maimonides, uh, one used a covenant, eight used another oath, one used an unknown oath, and two did not use any kind of oath. So seven medical schools did not reply for the survey. So this clearly indicates that, of course, the Hippocratic Oath and their modifications are very good, but it is not kind of a universal oath that even all, all MBBS or allopathic doctors should be following. So there is uh, room for improvement or even room for change, sir. So definitely, so when um, everybody wants their own culture and their own uh, material has to be highlighted, why can't uh, we have uh, such a beautiful representation by our Acharya Charaka uh, 3000 years back he has given all these things. So why should not we use it? It is better we use uh, such type of things. And even there are uh, so many such um, dietary restrictions and even the disciplines being told. Even the even in Ashtanga Hrudaya and even in Swastavrata part of it. There are so many things that it should be followed even for the purpose of maintaining a good health. So it is better we follow our own culture as far as possible. That will going to definitely help us to retain our health. Yeah, and moving on to the Ayurvedic oath of Acharya Charaka. Before that, Dr. Devi Prasashati, who has been very big promoter of Ayurveda, who, who, who is the founder of Narayana Hradayalaya one of the esteemed cardiac institutions of India. We inherited medical education from the British and we have hardly made any uh, made any changes since. It's good we will take oaths from now in our ancestors' name rather than in a foreigner's name. So this angle of being, you know, I mean, British ruled India and we were treated as slaves and we you know we, we were uh, dealt with uh, injustice left and right. So that pay, painful history is part of India, but we should move away from that painful history and into a new era where we are confident and we are connected to the roots and the history of India that was before the Mughal and the British, Portuguese, etc. invasion. Uh, so that is coming up and then then Dr. George de Souza, uh, Dean of St. John's, he says, uh, we should probably do both oaths so that students understand our culture, where the practice of modern medicine came from in terms of ethics. So that is also well taken. So this is a Charaka's oath. This is from Charaka Samhita Vimasana, 8th chapter, 13th shloka. So this is as per their golden ages, ancient times. So this will be, of course, modified and because the culture and, you know, there are some social changes that has taken place since it was written 3000 years before so it says in front of the sacred sacrificial fire so almost all the votes were taken in front of the fire that was uh, in indian custom and in the presence of brahmanas brahmanas not, not just means brahmin people it, it means learned people and esteemed people of the society and physicians the preceptor should give the below mentioned instructions to his disciples so you should observe celibacy of brahmacharya maintain your mustache and beard of course, this will be, uh, you know, taken care. Always speak the truth, 
reject meat, take vegetarian being sattvic, so that uh, spiritual angle is also coming in, coming in here. Take such foods and regimen in abundance which are conducive to one's intellect and mental health. Because an Ayurveda doctor or, or any doctor for that matter should also always be alert and active and should be in the best of his mental health. So this is getting uh, emphasized here. Refrain from jealous and enviousness and should not carry any weapons with you. You should always do the works by obeying instructions except when those works invite you to go against the laws of the land or against the king to take away the life of somebody or sinful acts and go against the dharma bring about great troubles and calamities. So we are not just the doctors treating the patients, we are important cocks in the social wheel. So we should be behaving respectfully and uh, you know abiding by the law. Uh, you should always be devoted to me, means the uh, guru. Surrender yourself to my superiority or the Shastra's superiority, the literature and the science. Subordinate to me, behave in a manner which will please me and be beneficial to me. You should show due regards to me, serve me uh, and follow my instructions just like a son follows his father, a servant follows his master and a seeker follows his donor. So this is the you know, sur uh, utmost surrenderance to the teacher, the guru and the science. You should act without ego, utmost care and affection modesty do not find faults with the learned people try to learn from others do not find faults you should abide and always be obedient to the instructions on and on so respect to all the people you should put extreme and sincere efforts to cure the patient you should never cheat or mistreat your patients just to make your living more comfortable you should not even think of committing adultery and should not aspire for any property belonging to the others so ethical conducts, ethical code of conducts are coming in here. Your look, appearance and apparel should make you look modest and a noble person. You should avoid drinking wine, committing sins, having association with those committing sinful acts. You should make sure that your speech is pleasant, pure, righteous, blissful, excellent, truthful and useful and measured and moderate. All these things written in 3000 years ago are still so very relevant. That's the beauty of Ayurveda and Acharya Charaka. Your behavior should be in conformity with and accordance with the time and place. It should keep your memory intact and activated and should always be indulging in putting your sincere efforts to procure the knowledge of the disease and its etiological factors also in collection of materials required for treating diseases. So now medical related ethics are coming up. You should always make efforts for the upliftment of your knowledge and adoption of such methods which would bestow you with good health. You should not treat or prescribe medicines to the traitors or who, uh, who are despised by noble people. You should not treat all those who are excessively artificial in their behavior, who are wicked or miserable in their conduct and behavior, on and on it goes. You should also treat those people who are going to succumb to death. You should also not treat those people, those who are on the deathbed are not worthy of treatment. You should not treat the women in the absence of their husbands and guardians. You should also not treat the women when she doesn't have consent for the same. So patients' privacy and patients' consent is given much importance here. You should not accept meat or any gift given by a woman without the permission of her husband or guardian. Uh, I mean, unnecessary gifts and unnecessary relationships are to be cut out. You should enter the residence of the patient only after obtaining the complete information about the patient. So safety and uh, personal safety and hygiene uh, things are getting getting highlighted. Uh, while entering the patient's residence, make sure that you are well clad with your head bowed down, 
having a good memory, having concentration of mind and active with proper thinking. So all the ethics uh, are getting covered. So you should not disclose the customs, practices and secrets of your patient's family to the outsiders. After having known that the patient's lifespan is decreasing, he or she, she is close to death and the disease has bad prognosis, you should not disclose this to the patient or his family if you suspect that it might cause shock or grief to the patient or his family. So it's a well thought out uh, oath covering all aspects of social aspects, spiritual aspects, and ethical aspects, of, and of course, the medical aspects, sir. So definitely, it's a very elaborate one. Definitely, when uh, it is going to be introduced, it will be modified and curtailed, and it is made Yuganu Rupi. Definitely, it will not be totally with such a lengthy, and uh, there will be difficulty for the, the people who go for MBBS and those things. They will find very difficult to pronounce the Sanskrit in such a manner it has been written. It is not possible for them to even to pronounce. So that will be taken care of and the translations will be there and appropriate translations with a, with a modification and a restriction or a curtailing the entire oath, covering the all aspects may be made by the NCICM and then that will be promoted and later it will be accepted. And probably, uh, I mean, I had just shared in the chat the uh, the entire Vimanasana Yait chapter, the verse number is 13. So, 8 by 13. So, in, in that link, you can read the entire chapter and also uh, the, if you go to the 13th section, the Sanskrit Sloka and uh, meaning etc. are there. And probably we are not opposed to like taking the bits and pieces of both Hippocratic oaths, some parts and incorporating into Charaka and mentioning both. That should also be okay. -ish. So definitely, you see, why they are getting uh, agitated or irritated is that Hippocrates is being replaced by Charak. Make it different. We will take an Indian oath. Then nobody will going to replace it anybody. Bring in all the best things from the Hippocrates oath as well as the Charak oath and mix it up and give a very good uh, solid uh, hybrid uh, oath and call it as an Indian oath. And this is the oath which will be taken by all Indian medical schools. It may be Ayurveda or even allopathy or even uh, homeopathy or whatever it may be. So definitely these things are acceptable and, and there should be change, there will be change. The change has to come because already 70 years uh, we have been put to darkness and uh, our history and our culture roots have been cut off and we need to regrow those uh, roots and uh, we need to attach to that. And uh, just saying that uh, and uh, one of the worrying things is some Ayurveda community people are opposing it, thinking that you know Ayurveda is getting diluted. That's not the right perspective to think. See, there will be two type of people always because if we accept it, it will not be highlighted. If you oppose it, or being in Ayurvedic, he is opposing definitely, he will be highlighted even the paper, media, everybody will highlight that. So they will get a limelight. So that is the reason behind that. Dilution. Already it has been diluted. The things will be once it is put into a public domain, definitely it gets diluted. If you give any prescription also to the patient, the patient will make further dilution according to his own things. Many a times it happens. So it's uh, there is the unnecessary feeling that that will be diluted. Nothing will be diluted. We need to go for a certain change and acceptable to according to the era where we are living in. Definitely modification and alterations are required and it should be connected to our culture and heritage. And of course, we should incorporate all the things which is necessary in that votes should be like the ethical part and the medical part and the spiritual part.
and even the dharma everything has to be incorporated and definitely people will take care of that and uh, you know going with some comments here acharya charaka prescribed four parts of, for a decent physician one of which is to remain flexible to different approaches and therapeutic tools this shows how advanced his thinking was from the philosophical standpoint i mean i have I mean, this is just my personal opinion uh, out of all the acharya charaka was kind of more advanced it was not like you know he was just writing a writing a textbook medical textbook for the for their current ages when they wrote these samhitas it was for the ages to come uh, maybe forever uh, that's why i realized told as anadi and ananta so they have covered almost all angles even in terms of medicine and also uh, philosophical aspects as well sir see that's why in uh, charaka uh, 30th chapter of uh, i think chikitsasthana last uh, he mentions about how he has written this entire grantha he said i have done it uh, in a style called shilaunche vritti it is said so how we used to clean the rice by picking the stones and gravels from it and getting separated like that all the information available in this world has been taken care and it is hand picked to and uh, collected in a grantha it's called as charaka samhita that's what uh, he has done and he has said shilon chavrutti and very clearly said whatever it is been explained here is available everywhere and whatever it is not explained here is not available anywhere with such a confidence he has explained and means that he has covered entire aspects and even the future thinking is also there the vision was there and of course they were having uh, definitely a typical way of looking into the future by their jnana chakshu they used to get all the information and uh, all these things have been incorporated a comment has come the charak shapat you just read out interestingly covers all aspects including the health privacy policy such a visionary yeah i mean it is not like they just woke up one day and thought that i will write an ayurveda textbook uh, just how i i i just wake up and write an article on ayurveda so it was not like that it was kind of a well thought out procedure and it is not just a I mean, any Ayurveda textbooks, starting from Charak Samhita to Yoga Ratna Kura to Vaishya Ratnavali, there's a lifetime. It is not even lifetime. There's a gen- generations together. They have uh, refined it like a fine wine, and then have presented us with the crux of the issues. So, so definitely, see, it, it needs to be uh, taken care of. And of course, there are so many such issues are there in Charaka and Shushruta and all those things. It needs to be highlighted. and it is a right time to do it and the government has come forward with a right step kind of step let the things uh, hope it it will materialized next segueing to our next topic there is a conflict between ancient times in which you know the women would take care of the household chorus and the men would go out and work and win the bread and run the family so there was an interesting tweet i mean of course this is a little bit Uh, this was in january 18 elon musk the founder of tesla spacex i mean to give a context to non uh, people who do not know uh, anything about technology you know there's a large group of mass of people who consider elon musk as the next visionary or uh, you know next leader of the world so coming from him we should be much more worried about population collapse so he has a vision that you know the humanity will extend to mars he is building many rockets and spaceships which will take uh, people to the mars and you know week by week spacex is growing in its uh, in, in in that space science and what not us birth rate fell by 4% in 2020 
hitting another record low. And then uh, this is from BBC. Fertility rate, jaw-dropping global, global crash in children being born. This world is ill-prepared for the global crash in children being born, which is uh, said to have a jaw-dropping impact on society, say the researchers. Falling fertility rates mean nearly every country could have shrinking populations by the end of the century. And 23 nations, including Spain and Japan, are expected to see their populations halve by 2100. So I think the most hit in the current times, most hit country because of lack of population development is Japan. Majority of the people in Japan are old people and new generation are not ready to put up a family and uh, you know, bigger children's uh, offspring. So that is causing a lot of problems. Countries will also damage uh, age dramatically uh, with as many people turning at 80 as they are being born. J just to have a couple of a few discussions on this matter, the modern society, the uh, the modern framework that we, uh, that we are in uh, today is a kind of enabling everyone to have best of their lives but collectively as human beings, we are sort of lacking in making the ultimate progress of humanity as such. The science is improving, our lives are getting improved, the smartphones, everything, everything is like tech, like refrigerator is tech, uh, is tech enabled, our uh, uh, you know, shoes are tech enabled, our watches are tech enabled. But between all these things, we are sort of uh, moving away from the family structure and uh, the mutual love and respect and be, uh, you know that 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 the family holds the bonding lacked so see definitely previously the concept of uh, family and what is the meaning of grahini all these being changed because of the education once uh, education is improved people think that their freedom to move and they are free to make decisions and they'll take care of their family and everything. But unfortunately, what we have seen is once a female is educated, she is not interested in marriage. And she is, of course, if she is interested to get married, then it will be very late. By the time she could be able to later get one offspring maximum. But when a member in a family, when male and a female, two people are there, at least they should have two offsprings. If it is not to, then it is a very, very difficult thing for the next generation to maintain the population ratio. So that's the reason many a times you have seen those who are with very rich, those who are very educated and those who have a particular community, they are restricting their population growth like Israelis, Jains in India, even Hindu population somewhere. Down the line, it is uh, somewhere uh, there is a problem in understanding the situations, and of course, we will be hit because of this. If it is the birth rate in a family comes below two, then it is difficulty in maintaining the next generation. See, when at least we have uh, five members or four members in a family or children, then one or two may go to army or something like that. When you have got only one child, then who will go into army? Nobody will go because parents won't allow. So there will be a lot, lot of issues. That's what even China has faced. That's why they revoked the one child policy. But of course, the Indian government very well thought of and that's why they said 
V2 and ours 2. That policy has been introduced a long back. But of course, that time we need to control the population burst also. So we India had a lot of population. We need to control that also. And along with that, we need to maintain the next generation. Otherwise, there will be definitely by 2100, there will be reversion or even the regress of the population all over the world. But that too in Western communities and very well, you know, economically stronger countries will definitely face a lot of issues with labors and all those things. Right in China, I mean, they, they took like a 10, 10 years to realize that, uh, you know, this, uh, their rule of one child policy, which they, which they enabled and, you know, which they enforced with stringent laws, parents were like a jail to have uh, for having two children and uh, artificially getting twins was also banned and all. But they, they remained, they made, made this law and, you know, went with it for a few years, then they slowly realized that China was having this, uh, uh, you know, generational advantage uh, 10 years before, uh, 10 or 20 years before, uh, when most of them, most of the population in China were like very young. So they went into the labor, they, they were ready to take up any kind of job. So most of the manufacturing uh, went to the China and it became the manufacturing hub of the world. So those people, so they started aging, so they are in the 40s and 50s now, after 20 years, and they are aging, but with their experience, they, they are also demanding higher salaries because they have worked for so long. But the new generation is not there to fill up their shoes. So that's why China quickly realized and uh, they tracked back on the one-child one policy. And uh, Elon Musk, uh, in another tweet, he said that if at all, in a future, if we if we follow this one-child policy or if we follow the same path and population gets decreased, to correct it, it will require at least two two decades, which will be a lot a lot of time. So correction will require like at least 20 years because the child has to be born and then the child has to grow till 20 years. Then only the child will be productive to the society and all. So it will be a two decades lag which can potentially uh, bring our extinction, sir. Definitely, that is a re realization part of it. We need to be very cautious on that part. Each family at least should have two children. Then only we will be uh, sufficiently we will be maintaining that population ratio. Otherwise, the future generation will be at dark. Yeah, and Pradipa Rayasamji writes, agree with you, sir. Such a misfortune it is. Modern society puts their career in the forefront and want to plan for a family only after they build some assets. So I see quite, quite, quite a few people in their young 30s having difficulty conceiving. Even if they do, they have complicated childbirth or postpartum problems. At the end, they cannot do justice either with their career or with the kids. Now that you know, women are getting more empowered and even in India also there is a Beti Bachao, Beti Padao program and all those things coming in. There should be a proper plan for the working women to have peaceful pregnancy and let them enjoy motherhood for at least paid leave for about say six months or one year or work from home option now that everything is digitalized. So such kind of a hybrid arrangement so that women are well welcomed into the working space and they are also welcome to have their own family and you know have children so such a measure can be game changing so Def definitely the governments will think in that line and even the relaxation first uh, such type of things may happen even in the private companies and uh, things 
then later did in government also may bring in such type of uh, rules and relaxations for um, women and even uh, recently even government announced somewhere i read for a paternity leave is also been extended previously it was not there uh, only maternity leave was there so that those things will definitely come into play only when because everybody wants to be happy with their own life then uh, once uh, some time passes then you need a companion and you need certain people who to, who can enjoy your growth and your success when you are youngsters and younger generation and your population and behind your line if it is not there then who is going to enjoy your growth and your success and your all these things so we need to because we are a social animal we are in a such a type of society we need to have at least two member in a family should have at least two children then only that will the balance will go otherwise it will be very difficult i see a lot of my uh, people in my friend circle and what not everybody is like satisfied with one child and even from the psychological standpoint also like i mean i i have two daughters and uh, now they are like uh, uh, 7 and 11 so they chit chat with with each other so much and they enjoy the, each other's company so much if if only one child is there child has to chit chat or communicate with the parents there's a huge you know we as parents always i mean they will come and child comes and says that i ate a chocolate we'll always start our uh, our you should do this you should not this we start starting talking rules so they do not enjoy that so developing communication having a friend for for lifetime that a bonding so so much the single child is missing in indian houses definitely see that's the reason there have been some people are coding that in future days in india the people will not understand uh, what is the meaning of mama what is the meaning of chacha what is the meaning of dodappa uh, all those things type of things uncle and aunt because we will be one and even some families none so that will going to cause a lot of problem so they should at least grow in such a type of family and such atmosphere that they they'll be caring and they will be sharing and learning so that's the reason we should have at least two should have two not less than two and, and there is this left woke uh, idea that world is already heavy with human beings so it's good that some human beings die and uh, uh, they they cheer being single and having a relationship but not having kids so that's also kind of a wrong thing that you know i being live Uh, means something and i am the part of this world ecosystem uh, environment and i am contributing so so it, it is very wrong both ethically and also scientifically saying that if some people die it is good for the world uh, every human being is so valuable and every human being positively contributing to the whole world will solve the problem of uh, you know this uh, uh, carbon emission everything and the, you know the temperature rising all those things will be solved Uh, because humans have always evolved and every human being life is so valuable sir definitely every life is valuable and if somebody feels that i don't want to rise in my family and i should i, I would like to enjoy my life and go if the same thing if their parents are also thought then you would have been not there in this world so if he is there in this world means some uh, continuation of progeny has been thought of and that is the reason ayurveda also very clearly given very importance to vajikarana and rasayana concepts 
and uh, and very clearly acharya has said um, otherwise uh, you will be just like a lamp in a photograph doesn't emit any light you should have a child then only will you can emit light that's what the analogy has given so that's like people should understand that thing that is vanaprastha ashrama grihastha ashrama all these things are its own importance and we need to understand that and of course once we are come here to this world and we'll go one fine day but before going that we should at least do good things to the society as well as to the atmosphere and to the earth we are in and which has given you know, taken care of us for so many years we should return back certain things as a good thing to have such type of uh, understanding simply because i am leftist i am rightist i am something like that and thinking in that direction and my career and all those things definitely it will not only ruin their life but also ruin the internation and charu mahajanji rice i agree with you dr habar having baby and being sole caretaker of home and child is daunting responsibility for women men need to evolve and take equal responsibility uh, that's for sure otherwise women will keep choosing to have only one child yeah i mean that's where uh, you know the concept of family comes so when in trouble the other family members help that's why we are kind of a connected human beings not just connected by wifi or the you know telephonic data but connected with human to human interaction so husband and wife if husband is ill or uh, you know busy with the work women wife will take care uh, or wife is when is ill husband will take care so that is the actual fabric upon which the whole of the human generation has grown thus far but that looks to be brittle and shaking now see definitely see such um, mentality that um, women should work at home and take care of the family and men will work outside and men won't uh, come into the household activities and help her in doing all those things these were the concepts and these were the practices 20 years back very rigidly but slowly since the last 20 years things have changed in a different manner and now even the male partner in the family also will uh, come into play with support the family and the wife also is involving in earning for the family by doing the job or online job or some sort of semi precious jobs or something like that so definitely they will increase the income as well as responsibility and then the husband is also doing supporting um, for the household jobs to be completed taking care of uh, children for some time uh, taking care of the cleaning of the utensils and uh, cooking for one or two days for the family all these being done so that's the reason over a period of time the things are changing jomarend right collapse of family will lead to collapse of society so that's uh, that's in a nutshell for sure and interestingly to solve this problem these tech people are sometimes funny they will always think think, think and in a technology way so this sahil one of the investors and in the, you know uh, technology fellow from the west we should be investing in technology that makes having kids much faster easier cheaper and more accessible synthetic wombs etc then uh, his vitalik buterin he is the founder of ethereum one of the crypto coins uh, one of the leading crypto coins probably the second one apart from bitcoin uh, he's from russia and a visionary for sure he writes disparity disparities in economic success between men and women are for larger once marriage and children enter into the picture 
synthetic wombs would remove the high burden of pregnancy significantly reducing the inequality so tech people are thinking technological ways to solve the issue of course if it works fine then it's fine but we should not uh, like cyborgs who are like implanted with a smartphone attached to the brain such a baby should not be born for sure in future sir it's all uh, something like in a movie they planning the signs of natural things are natural see once there was a promotion and a hype for the chemical fertilizers urea pesticides and all those things were so hyped everywhere it is pumped and then later they realize what is the harmful of that part and now they are coming with original organic hmm, desi cow and so many things similarly even with this natural is natural before thinking of synthetic womb and all those things they should understand that a single woman who has not married or not become pregnant just check it out how easily she is gets cancer there are certain issues in the life it has to enter in that phase has to be enter in a woman becoming a mother is a must if it is done then she will be protected against certain cancers otherwise she is more prone for the cancers and many diseases so we should not go in such a thinking that way of solving the issues in a technological way use the technology where the natural things are causing problem like if a person a female doesn't have uterus are some issues because of that uterus has been removed but they want to conceive and they want to have it for them you just go with the synthetic womb not for everybody it will going to create further new new problems and new diseases in the society that is going to cause a much more wider path for the investors to think of as rightly told there are many research papers on this as well a norway study says that unmarried women had an overall increased cancer risk which could be attributed to cancer of the ovaries uterus brain and hematological malignancies and another one published in pubmed says uh, compared with married women unmarried and lifelong single women had an elevated risk of breast cancer and so on and so, so on and so forth it grows i mean there should be like technology should advance and it should solve human real human problems uh, you know the global warming and other things it should not replace the human one to one interaction the feelings the relationships and and all of course there can be a tinder app so tinder app is to develop like if i'm a boy and i'm looking for a girl i can go to tinder and send my invitation if, if she accepts then we can meet in certain place and so on and so forth there it should end it should not produce artificial chemicals so that love somehow artificially arises sir no see the total thing is that there is no harm in developing a scientific or synthetic womb but it should be used where a natural womb is unable to procure or produce it's only a replacement it should not become the mainstay see main thing is should be in the natural form how it is to it is a, it's a biology it's not totally physics or chemistry it is both chemistry biology physics everything is involved in that and such things should not be uh, altered or changed definitely if you try to change in that way it is definitely going to cause lot of problems see just like how hormone replacement therapy we are facing problem nowadays simply hormone replacement therapy is also causing lot of uh, cancers and all those things we may think in one direction and we want to do it in a thing 
but otherwise uh, god has his own plans if you do it in that manner then there will be new uh, challenges for us to solve it in the form of uh, health issues so you should take care of all those things we should not unnecessarily go behind that technologically solving these issues these issues should be emotionally biologically and in an sure should be solved in a natural way especially in the west i seen a teenage girl has kind of a hormonal acne little bit of abdominal pain and periods are not coming like in 30 40 days put put on estrogen and progesterone for life it has wreaked havoc on the on the lives of the women and now and unfortunately in india also many of the many of the doctors follow that and also the another analogy is like cesarean section i read somewhere that while the child undergoes through the natural birth procedure because the child is exposed to that vaginal ecosystem with you know healthy amount of bacteria and all that itself has imbibed some amount of immunity to the even the infant the newborn baby as well so and and for even for the mother also the initiation of lactation other things Uh, will happen in a natural way if the natural birth is given importance but unfortunately just to uh, avoid the skip the painful part of the childbirth process uh, everyone is going into cesarean section which is not so very good sir definitely see um, if a mother goes for a natural delivery or vaginal delivery she will face the face of uh, severe pain but that severe pain will teach her mentally make her strong to tolerate the pains of the future so otherwise they will have a disturbance those who are given birth through cesarean sections they are unable to tolerate the pain in future any other occasions so that is one of the important situation that they have a no some sort of confidence and some sort of chemical changes inside their body that supports the uh, toleration of the pain and all those things when compared to the pain management or pain toler- tolerance capacity women are more having tolerance than men in tolerating a certain pain because we know that uh, the delivery pain is uh, something like that uh, it is equivalent to amputation without anesthesia so such type of pain if they could able to tolerate definitely it will going to give them a mental boost that part should not be skipped that's what we are facing it and uh, unnecessarily going and of course even the medical fraternity is also pushing them for painless uh, surgeries and painless deliveries epidural uh, something like that some something thing going on because it's a technique to be marketed and they market it we are not like against to the science just to be clear even the artificial womb of course if a lady is there and the uh, you know the uterus is so underdeveloped that a pregnancy or a chance uh, chance of fertility is so less their artificial womb has its advantage and that technology should be developed and used we are just promoting the judicious use of it and you know considering the social and uh, philosophical aspects and what not and also c section it has its role uh, for sure and there are medical indications if c section is not done it can be fatal both to the mother and child that we are not denying so see in the next uh, guru bodha session next week and on behalf of all of us the students uh, i thank guruja sir for an enlightening session thank you thank you janardan thank you for all the all of the participants for the patient hearing and i would like to add in the last one thing
I have uh, two patients, a very, very young female. They have a very low anti-mullerian hormone, AMH. And now they have declared that they are unable to bear the pregnancy. They cannot have a pregnancy at all. So for them, if synthetic womb is developed, definitely some techniques are developed, then they may be beneficial for such type of patient, persons. So we, we are not opposed to such type of uh, artificial arrangements or technology advanced arrangement where it is very much necessary, but not it should not be used for everyone. So that's with that note, uh, we, we welcome the all the developments of science, but it should not replace the naturality and the natural part of the life. Yeah, science should not overrule the conscience. Yes. So thank you very much. See you in the next Guru Pada session next Sunday. Namaste. Namaste.